Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with a special edition of the Chick Foley Show. It is episode 165, and we're going to be looking back on a revolutionary weekend of professional wrestling. But before we get into that, let's introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? Doing good. I'm excited. Uh, it, it feels good to be able to talk about a pay-per-view after the event and be excited to talk about it. So let's do the damn thing. Yeah, AEW continued another strong uh, line of pay-per-views. Uh, Marco, uh, how'd you enjoy the show up in Massachusetts? I uh, loved it. Um Treated it with uh with style and grace as I was uh as I was watching it so <laughs> <laughs> little inside joke for the uh cast here. yeah no I was I was thoroughly uh, I thought it was gonna be like tired towards the end because you know AEW pay per views can go they can go a long time they can go into the wee hours it but did uh, go, it did go a long time yeah it, it, let's not let's not downplay it it did go a long time but yeah it was, it was uh, I think she said yeah if it if, the thing is is the event was fine but if, i feel like if it would have started a little earlier that would have yeah. been primo yeah. it was just like that five hours or however long it was at the end of the night was just a lot a sunday night leading into the work week i'm definitely yeah. feeling it this afternoon after going to work today for sure staying up late night for that show here on the east coast uh jordan the birthday boy man recently uh celebrated a big one how was it out in nebraska Things are good, man. Uh, yeah, coming off birthday weekend, Monday's always rough, especially when we have a Sunday night pay-per-view. But like you guys said, I'm excited to talk about this one, man. This was a this was a really good one. So, yeah, let's get into it. Good show. All right, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Most importantly, you can join our Foley fam and join in all the fun over there at chickfoleyshow.com. Com. Follow all of our Pod Foundation brethren. We got the Extra Cooler Show. We got Turnbuckle Tavern. We got Coming Down the Aisle. All amazing podcasts to make sure that you are full on all the wrestling content that you need for the week. So follow all of their individual shows and our uh, collective at, at Pod Foundation on Instagram. And we want to remind you guys to support our presenting sponsors ringside collectibles use code chick to save 10 percent. we're going to get into all the amazing aw figure reveals from this weekend a little bit later on and Chalkline use code pf10 to save 10 percent. courtesy of the pod it's about to be Foundation. short season dude you know chalk line's about to be dropping all of the all of the stuff for the summer oh yeah they're on the way all right you guys ready to get into revolution let's go yes all right let's start with a match that would have been right at home on any pay-per-view main card on any wrestling show in the world, the house of black defending they're not defending, but facing uh death triangle. And, um, I'm having to, I want to call him Eric Rowan for a yeah. second. Eric Eric Redbeard. 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 Eric Redbeard. Yeah. I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to insult him by bringing up his uh, past life. So Eric Redbeard and the death triangle going up against house of black. Jordan, what'd you think of this one? You know, for a match that I kind of just assumed was a throwaway match, um, this was actually one of my favorite matches of the night. Um, for a dark or a pre-show match, just it, it brought all the action. It was it was a really good match, and I joked before it started that man Eric Redbeard is really bringing down the Death Triangle team. But dude, 
He looked a lot better. I don't know how you guys felt, but man, he looked a lot better this go around than I can remember him looking the last time I saw him. Um, so yeah, really impressed with him. And obviously House of Black is absolutely awesome. So, Well, he didn't have the giant mechanical spider this time. So that yeah. was one thing that helped him out, you know? Yeah, I think that yeah. kind of hurt him actually. Addition by subtraction. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, lo- he looked really tough. Also, you know, we can't let a mention of Eric Redbeard go by without reminding oh, the listeners boy, here we freaking that go. Here the we incredible go. WWE Forever Collectibles zombie statue collection that came out in 2015. Um, we have all of them except for Eric Rowan because Sheena was a cheapskate and didn't buy it. So if anybody out there happens to be listening, <laughs> I know at Import Figures on Instagram, we know you have one. We're going to yeah. get him some one of these days by hook or by crook. Um, that's honestly the only person in the world that I know that even has one of these things. It had, the last yeah. one that showed up on eBay was back in 2016. So it's going on six years. Um, I had a safe search for the Hulk Hogan zombie statue for like five years before it finally popped up. So yeah. I'm just, you know, hoping for a miracle that we can get this Eric Rowan to close out. The, and the thing uh, about these things is they're not like, it's not like it's super valuable or anything. It's just literally like a very niche thing that we it's need a niche to go- of a niche. Yeah. That we need to collect or to finish our collection. So yeah, I, I have regrets about that all the time. If you're new here, um, the, there was a three pack. So I got them all while they were on sale. You know, WWE shop does like all these crazy sales and stuff. So I got all the the zombies, the little gnome zombies that I needed while they were on sale. But for some reason, the three pack of the, the Wyatt family was not on sale. In my mind, I was like, well, I'm just going to wait till they mark it down and I'll get it. And then it nope. just like disappeared off the site and I, I never saw it again. So, yeah. To this day. <laughs> it keeps me up at night. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got a question. So we know Death Triangle is Ray Phoenix, Pentagon, and Pac. If if it's just two of them, is it still a triangle or is it just like Death Line? Death Line. Yeah. I, I mean, that's it. Yeah. Question for any of the uh, the geometry majors out there. We definitely need to figure this one out. Um, but yeah, they looked great. Match was awesome. Nonstop action. It was uh, just a hell of a way to start the show. Like I said, it could have it could have been on the main card and would not have been out of place um, one bit. Do you guys think uh, Eric Redbeard is going to be a, a permanent addition to the roster? Marco, if you're Tony Khan, do you bring him in uh, full-time, or do you keep him just on a on a spot basis like he's been the the past year or so? Um, I'll probably say on the spot basis right now. He's a, I think he's like the perfect fill-in for uh, – for Ray Phoenix, obviously, with the you know with Brody King being in the in the House of Black, they do need a big like a big man, uh, so it kind of evens out in that sense. But I think it should def- definitely keep him around for that whole how however long the storyline goes with the uh, with the House of Black and the uh, Death Triangle. Um, probably we not gotta a- get we gotta get Buddy Matthews in the tattoo shop, dude. He yeah, he, he, he stood out like, like yeah, he stood out like a sore thumb for sure. It was like you know tatted <laughs> head to toe Brody and uh, Malachi, and then there was like you know little bare skin Buddy over there. And <laughs> he's it, like uh, he's like a preppy kid or a jock in high school who like randomly starts dating like one of the goth girls, and he's trying yeah. to like fit in with his new crew, and he's just sticking out like a sore thumb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it doesn't help that his name is like Buddy. You know, I think about Elf every time. You know, so. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, hell of a match, and uh, you know, I, I think it really elevated all six guys. Looking forward to seeing them do something a little bit higher on the card. Yeah. whenever double or nothing rolls around. All right, we'll stick with some tag team action and jump to the tag team triple threat between the Bucks. We're gonna keep it going, even if AEW wants it to die. The Jurassic Express, yeah, and the Red Dragon, Undisputed Era, Fish and O'Reilly, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Sheena, what'd you think of this match? I mean, it was exactly what you expected. It was going to be high flying, lots of fun, lots of action. And um, I, as 
I picked Jurassic Express to come out on top, uh, and they did. So, yeah, I enjoyed the match, but um, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that they're that they're separating. They're trying to subtly separate Luchasaurus and, and Jungle Boy. Yeah, it's just one step at a time. First, you get rid of Marco Stunt. Yeah, then you lose the name. I just you think- start to just condition people not to say Jurassic Express anymore. They took it away off the little name plate, and now it's just yep. Jungle Boy and uh, Luchasaurus. I think they got big plans for Jungle Boy over the next 12 to 18 months. Do you think so. that eventually they're just going to unmask Luchasaurus and he's going to become like a totally different character? Like he's going to become, you know, because he's a good looking dude under there. Have you ever seen, you know, uh, Luchasaurus without his, you know, he's kind of like Island kind of Jason Momoa light vibes, you know? Nice. I don't know. Uh, not, not like Jason Momoa, but just like the long hair. and all I, that. I don't see them. I, I mean, maybe they could do a gimmick where like he's doing split personalities where he's still Luchasaurus and he's still something else, but Luchasaurus is too much of a merch mover. Not that he's in the same category of Rey Mysterio as far as like a talent goes, but yeah. I think he's like AW's Rey Mysterio as a guy that will just move merch like constantly. Uh, yeah. You know, any kid that's flipping channels and sees a dinosaur wrestling is going to stop and watch <laughs> for a little bit. So I don't, I don't see the Luchasaurus going away. I see him selling into just being a really entertaining mid card, mid carder. Um, he's a funny dude. Some of his interviews and stuff he's done are, are really hilarious. The, the when he does get a little bit of mic time. So um, I think he's still going to have, uh, you know, a bright career ahead of him once they eventually split up. But, but yeah, I think Jungle Boy is going to the moon over the next uh, over the next year or so. Um, Jordan, what do you, what do you think's next for for the Jurassic Express after after coming away with this one against two of the toughest tag teams in AEW and keeping the belts? So, this is the problem with the tag division. Like, obviously, the big storyline is going to be Red Dragon and the Young Bucks moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, dude, I I just don't know what they can do with them. Like you said, the split is coming, so. You gotta assume they're gonna probably lose the titles at uh, at least before or at double or nothing. You have to assume um, who their challengers are. I, I don't know because yeah, like I said, the tag division is gonna be solely around Red Dragon and Young Bucks. Have to build somebody up because yeah, if they can beat Red Dragon and the Bucks, I mean, who who's gonna have to come oh, through? Uh, to- I think we saw a team get formed a little yeah, bit later on. That's what I was just about to so, say. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll save it. Save yes, it. That's a little. Yes, okay. Uh, that's a tease for okay. uh, you know the listeners that may not have watched Revolution yet. We'll get to that, but I already I, I can already envision the double or nothing. I was, match that was that was not even on my where radar. These guys but lose yes. the uh, yeah. lose the belts. Um, Marco, what did you think of the face of the Revolution ladder match? This thing was a straight up car crash. Car crash as in a, as a, as a, you you couldn't look away because it was so bad or yeah. it was yeah, so well, in a good way. Like <laughs> it, was, it, was good. A, it was a demolition derby car crash. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the the Revolution ladder match. That, yeah, yeah, it was a car crash in a good way. Yeah, no, I thought it was good. Um, they, uh, I liked. You know, I think it would. I mean, it, it probably would have been cool if it was it was just like the big dudes. I would have kind of liked to see that, like uh, Wardlow. But just like I really enjoyed Orange Cassidy's little bits, though. I thought that made it just like a lot more fun, and yeah, you know, it just brought a little bit of levity to this like hard hitting match. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah, I mean, to me, like they kind of seem. I mean, obviously, they, you know, literally seemed out of place because of the you know obviously the size difference uh, between everyone. But no, they did. They definitely did play their parts in in the match. Um, but they did that. They did that uh, clearing the ring twice. Um, it had all three guys in the ring, so it kind of looked like you know they you know they wanted to go that route, but obviously you need you need to throw those other two guys in there to like need, to move it along. You needed those, two, you needed them because they made Keith Lee look like an absolute behemoth. Oh yeah, chucked Orange Cassidy literally over the top of two other guys, like you know 
launched him onto the entranceway. Yeah. Like it was like, like he was throwing a freaking, you know, grocery bag around or something. Yeah. I did. Uh, I think I, we, I did the, uh, I did the Sheena ride the fence and we did these picks. So I, I think I had Wardlow and uh, Keith Lee, but I think I picked Keith Lee as a winner, but you, did. you know, obviously yeah, I think I was the only one that said Wardlow. Yeah, no. The rest of you? No, no me I and said Seth Wolf oh, said okay. Wardlow too. Yeah, that's right. No, you all said Wardlow. I said Keith oh, Mark, I was the only oh, man yeah, out. I was the one that I was like, well, this person can win, but then this person can win. But uh, no, yeah. I am I am glad that he won. I did predict that uh, that was going to happen where, you know, someone was going to lose. We'll talk about it later on. Um, someone was going to lose and he was going to win and he was going to be like all, all up in high spirits and, you know, finally kind of yeah. move away from that uh yeah, I think one, I mean once we saw him win, we knew there was going to be hijinks. Yep. At, you know, during the CM Punk, uh, CM Punk match. It was speaking just of uh, speaking of predictions, we got to give some thoughts and prayers and moment of silence to reflect on oh, Sheena's season. And this is Foley. bullshit. I'm like so. I'm still like very salty about yeah. how this whole thing shook out, man. Like the Foley I just, Picks League season two started with 22 people. Going into Revolution, it was down to the final four. Sheena was in the number three spot. She needed to move up one position to move on to the finals. And, and I like uh, I like took my time with these picks, dude. I was really weighing the options because there was some that I, and there was lots of there was bonus points on all these too. Like yeah. that's the thing. So there's bonus points on a lot of these questions too that didn't have anything to do with really like the outcome of the match. And I oh yeah, I just Sheena and the top two people all managed to make exactly the same pick. So she was. Uh, there's really mathematically no way for her to move up or uh, or down in the standings. So yeah, and I had an excellent card. I mean, we all did amazing. Like our, our cards were great. Yeah, the only match everybody missed was uh, nobody picked Layla Hirsch to beat Chris. Yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody picked uh, Brett Baker either. Yeah, everyone picked that. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, picked, right. yeah, we you guys didn't. Yeah, yeah, I stopped even keeping up with it after uh, that after that first match because yeah, well, I think yeah. Tammy Barr was the only one. Well, who had I mean, a chance to that, move that I mean, that, it, arguably that was a misstep by AEW in my opinion. So I mean, yeah. I, I was that? that they let they didn't let uh, Thunder Rosa win. Yeah, well, no, but then we found out that they set up. That I gimmick get that. For, so, I get that. So why even? Why even yeah, have that stupid. match? Why to make the people leave it to make it even hotter when she wins it? In her hometown, she just know. got straight if up any, screwed if, out of the belt. If anything, I think it made me less excited for, um, like, I would have, I, I, they should have built it up a little more because this match didn't even have a lot of heat behind it. We just, they were literally leaning on the fact that Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker had put on a killer match before. So you're and they both at it wrong, could, No, listen, and they both could go. So they went ahead and had them fight, which was fine. But they, the the placement on the card was terrible because the audience wasn't into it, which also made the match feel really flat. And there wasn't anything new and exciting in this match. And now we're going to have to wait a couple weeks and they're going to fight again. And obviously, Thunder Rosa is going to win. Like, there's no doubt that Thunder Rosa is going to win this one because it's in her hometown. So to me, I'm less excited to see it after the fact. So the problem is this the this match on the from Sunday night it was to build to the match at the St. Patrick's Day Slam right last year saw Thunder Rosa beat Britt Baker clean and the lights out match it was just incredible kind of really put Britt Baker on the map as a megastar this was the build this match you know maybe you can complain about them using pay per view matches to build for TV but that's all this was they showed you that Britt Baker cannot beat Thunder Rosa by herself she had to get help from both of her goons just to be able to beat her so now in two weeks time the crowd's going to be in a frenzy to see her win the belt in her hometown so. I, I don't, you know, which why don't they let, but why don't they let Brit win by herself? I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, why don't they allow she's her a to heal? Damn it. She's a heel. Damn it. But I mean, at some point you have to like, you know, prove that 
you're worth something. Like, I mean, even Seth Rollins, who was like a smarmy little heel that literally had J and J security and the authority and everybody freaking, you know, Kane and everybody fighting his battles. Eventually he freaking stripped it down and showed people like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a fucking champion. You yeah. I mean, I mean Britt like, has one by herself, but she can't beat Thunder Rosa by herself. Thunder Rosa is like, that's her Achilles heel. That's the, uh, you know, so eventually, you know, two years from now, maybe she'll finally get the win. It'll be an even bigger deal that she actually beat her clean. Um, yeah, so I, I think everybody can kind of see where that one's going from a booking standpoint. I think it'd be a huge swerve at this point if Thunder Rosa didn't uh, didn't win the belt in two weeks. But yeah, I was I was questioning the result on that one as well. This felt like it was going to be the one uh, title change, and on they've the had show. a new belt. Like, so they debuted a new belt and then just had the same old. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Jordan, what, you're, the, well, you're the women's wrestling expert. You weigh in on this. Sheena's obviously got beef with it. I, I don't really mind it because I think it's going to make the – it's the hook to to make you want to watch St. Patrick's Day Slam now. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't mind her winning. I mean, I think we all thought Thunder Rosa was going to win. But the the more the night went on and I kind of thought about it, it's like they really threw this match together just based on them having a good match a year before that. That's exactly like, what I said. Yeah, I know. But there, there was literally no heat to it at all. Like no one gave a shit. Like everybody was just like – Oh, great. The women's match is on. Let me go get a beer and take a piss before the good matches start. Like, And like I said, I mean, that's not necessarily, um, that's not necessarily Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. I feel like if they would have had a better spot on the card, I mean, they literally came on right after that, like highly emotional, crazy, bloody CM Punk MJF fight. So, I mean, the crowd was just gas. The other problem is, is that wasn't even like the most anticipated women's match on the card. Like, it is clear that Jade has become like the must-see woman on the card now. And exactly. Yep. How would that how would that make you feel if you were Britt Baker and then the the women's big card champion is there, like you know, being the the must-see attraction? I'm, I'm hitting the know? gym. I'm hitting the gym, and I'm trying to look like Jade Cargill. That's what I'm doing. If I'm I'm Britt Baker, yeah. I mean that's pretty much all you can do. I mean, yeah, I th- yeah. The most I, I'm, I'm with Sheen on that. I'm, I wasn't really feeling that match either. Uh, I, th- yeah, I just feel like it, they yeah. done or they done a triple threat or something where it wasn't just one on one, and now we're going to see one on one again. Yes. Yeah, they should have done something to get a little bit different if they were going to put Thunder Rosa and Britt head to head. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of Jade, how about that entrance, man? How dope was that with the live guitars playing so into cool, the ring? Dude. Yeah. Probably her best showing in the ring so far. Again, I'm doubling down on my prediction from last week. I think Jade will be. The uh, the first double champ in, in AEW. I think oh, she's yeah. gonna hold that TBS title and the main AEW title. So I just uh, I can't see her losing anytime soon. They're starting to make the uh, the record. You know, a la Bill Goldberg is starting to be part of the gimmick now. You saw it on the she's big like twenty nine and zero, right? Twenty nine and zero. Yeah, great great performance. I mean, what do you guys do? We'll, we'll, Jordan, I'll hit it to you with it, man. Will Jade lose a match in twenty twenty two? Yes. And I think the last pay-per-view of the year, so full gear, I think that's when she loses one of the belts. I, I do agree with you. She's going to have both belts by the end of the year, but I think she loses one of them by the end of the year. Because mm. I, th- I think they bring some – I think AEW is going to bring another chick they in. Got I, somebody in dude. They yeah. got to gotta find somebody that's just going to light the division up, dude. Because, again, there you got you got Jade and you got Britt, and that's like your top of the card. Okay. And other than that, there's nobody that looks like a, a viable champion. So, yeah, let, let me preface me saying she's going to lose by the end of the year under the impression that they're going to bring someone in because I think they have to. But if they mm-hmm. keep the roster as is, no, she's not going to lose this year. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Cheetah get another push, man. I was really starting to, like, dig her towards the end of her reign. 
with the belt, even though a lot of, you know, I think she was a victim of the whole women's division just being kind of trashed that first year or so yeah. of the promotion. I think that they could build her back up. And then I'm a big fan of Serena Deeb as well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's hear from the two bad chats. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things Indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern, available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. All right, let's get into what is arguably match of the night, CM Punk versus MJF in the dog collar match. Uh, this was old school. You know, it was really a, a throwback, almost even a, an homage to Greg the Hammer Valentine versus Roddy Piper from Starcade in their classic dog collar match. Um, I don't really have a lot bad to say about this. It had an awesome ending. The thumbtacks were a nice touch. Uh, Marco, what would you think of this one, man? Um, definitely from top to bottom, it was it was amazing. We got the uh, we got the vintage CM Punk from his ROH days, uh, full on gear from those days as well, and his entrance music, which was pretty awesome. Um, they gave it definitely gave another element to the uh, to the match. You could you could kind of see he was like leaning towards that way anyway. Obviously with MJF um, cutting that promo on him um, that he did a, a ways back anyway, but. Uh, yeah, man. It was it, like you said. It's really not much you can add to it. It was just a top to bottom. I think it was like a perfect match. Um, maybe match of the night for me out of all the matches there. Just like just the just the emotion, the story storytelling. The emotion, yeah. It was definitely the most emotional match. Yeah. I think it was probably the best storytelling of the night. The blood, for sure. The the I mean, CM Punk just bled like what a couple of days before oh that, and he's just yeah. even more. Just you can kind of see the cut on his head too um, as the match started when they were doing like the. Uh, the close-ups of them putting the dog collar on, you could see where he was like cut on his head. So it was easily going to, yeah. it was a fresh wound. It was definitely going to open, but yeah, his face was completely, completely covered crimson, crimson mask as they, as they like to say. But yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what you could add to it. It was just, it was, it was a great match. Yeah, it was, it was tremendous. Uh, we saw the long awaited Wardlow baby face finally complete. Ter- yeah. Heard from a couple people in the, uh, that were there live that they said that was the pop of the night yeah. whenever it was clear that Wardlow was there to help out CM Punk. It seemed like people were, were uh, really eating it up. They were just ready to embrace Wardlow. Uh, what do you think about the thumbtack, Sheen? Oh, I mean, I always like, I always cringe when there's a thumbtack. Anytime that little black bag comes out, I'm already like holding my breath. Like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Cause you know, the anticipation is bad. The, the, uh, the bump is bad, but the worst part for me is when, after the bump immediately when they stand up or lean up and there's just literal thumbtacks like crammed into their skin. And, uh, that's always a very painful visual for me. So yeah, I- I'm a fan of the thumbtacks, but I also at the same time, like the thought of that happening to me, I'm just oh, goosebumps. Yeah, it was wicked. Uh, another big loss for CM Punk. He's such a traditional heel. He can always kind of spin it, but you know, aside from beating Darby, he's taken, you know, a pretty strong string of L's. On pay per view, um, bro, so be interesting. Punk Punk one, bro, yes, yeah, yeah, Punk one. What are you talking bro. about? Did I say CM Punk? I'm gonna say yeah. MJF. That's what oh. I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, wait, wait, wait what? Yeah, my, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the the format here as I'm talking, but yeah, uh, MJF, you know, he's kind of he's starting to get a rep for, for coming up short at the pay per views. You know, he beat Darby when they had their quote unquote real wrestling match that 
still ended with uh, MJF going upside his head with the diamond ring. But I'm interested to see where he goes from here, man. It seems like CM Punk's definitely going to be moving up into the title picture, and and MJF's going to have his hands full dealing with with Wardlow and what's left of uh, of the pinnacle after mm-hmm. this. Um, I don't know how I feel about that though. I feel like if they if they go ahead and boost, because I I feel that's where it's going, but. I don't know if that's the best thing to boost him right into the the title picture because one of two things is going to happen because CM Punk is so over right now. Like they're, I think they're going to turn on Hangman, dude. I don't want, I don't want to see the the crowd just like turn on Hangman because they get behind CM Punk. You know, um, I think that's kind of. I think it'll be one of those things where it's it's from city to city. You know, I think depending on where they're at. Um, and how they decide to book it. I think there's some places where CM Punk will get cheers, some places where Hangman will get the cheers. But one thing about CM Punk, like he is a master manipulator of the crowd. I think if they decide that they want it to be babyface Hangman going up against heel CM Punk, I think he'll find a way. He'll he'll find a way to get get heat. You know what I mean? There's definitely ways to do it. Um, But yeah, that'd be a pretty compelling feud all the way around because Hangman's definitely uh, due for a new challenger after uh, dispatching. Adam Cole. Um, let's have a drink before we get into the rest of the rest of the card. All right, it's the weekly beverage break. Sheena, I think you got the most boring option of the week. You can get us started. <laughs> I am drinking some high quality H2O, trying to stay hydrated. Um, yeah, not drinking, not boozing tonight. I kind of got a little bit of a headache, so I didn't want anything to, you know exacerbate that so i'm trying to stay stay hydrated my friends jordan what are you drinking so it's a uh, monday after a birthday weekend and it, it was a rough monday so i went with uh jameson orange and ginger ale tonight what was that you said jameson orange jameson orange and ginger ale nice. he would have heard you but he was too busy over here ridiculing me for drinking water that's no, okay <laughs> <laughs> i was just saying what jordan and uh, marco were thinking marco what are you drinking man <laughs> um Sipping on a, uh, I'm sipping on my uh, Brett the Hitman Heart Teeny, as I like to call it, the uh, pink New Amsterdam vodka with some, um, what's it? What's a little spot? I don't want to give away the. Uh, I'm not gonna give away the uh, ingredients. We'll, uh, oh we'll save it. I mean, it's a, it's a secret recipe. I'll share it with you guys. Right. Separately, but, uh, <laughs> nice. I am drinking from our local uh, Smart Mouth Brewing here in Norfolk. The Relinquish My Waffles. It's a homestyle ale with blueberries and maple syrup. So it's kind of a, it's inspired by Eleven from, uh, from Stranger Things and a uh, nice little breakfast beer, you know. It's only uh, 6.5 APV, so that's uh, not too heavy, but it'll, one pint will definitely get you buzzed. All right, let's move on to one of arguably the hardest hitting match of the night, Mox versus Brian Danielson. Um, obviously, the, the match kind of was what it was. I think the, the crowd was still coming back from that MJF and uh, CM Punk masterpiece. You know, they're pretty much completely dead for Britt versus Thunder Rosa, which we already mm-hmm. discussed. And then and then there was a little bit of a, a deflation when they saw that Britt won again. Yeah, so. they started coming back a little bit for this one, but not all the way. Um, what did you think of the actual match before we get into the big ending, Jordan? Um, I, I liked the match personally. I thought it was really good. Um, kind of what you expected from this match, uh, hard-hitting, uh, fast-paced match. Um, kind of gave you everything. I mean, a lot of storytelling in this one as well. Um, I like the Mox digging his fingers into um, Daniel Bryan's back in the middle of the match. I thought it was really cool. Um, Cut him open, man. Yeah. Like, dude. 
And then follow he, your fingernails, homie. And then he did yeah. it again when he was trying to crawl towards the ropes. He did it on the mat. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was really cool, man. I, I really enjoyed this match. It might have been a touch long, but uh, that's probably my only complaint of it. Well, it was. Uh, I mean, it was All at the right. end of the night, so for <laughs> so even if we have a heck, dude, like, let's just get this over with. Again, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it. It definitely that was the point of the show where we started to feel a little bit of fatigue, just because. It's a credit to AEW. It's a good problem to have. Like, there's nothing but bangers on their pay-per-view. There's really, like, no filler matches whatsoever, you know? So you don't really have, like, those come-downs or anything like you do in a WWE show. You know, that's probably... Even though AEW pay-per-views are probably miles better than WWE, um, WWE shows are paced a little bit, so they kind of take you on a little bit of a ride, you know? You have, like, a little comedy match or something in between um, some epic, like, main event-style match. So I think, uh, you know, again, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa in this match suffered from it, but the crowd came back alive with a frenzy when William freaking Regal made his appearance after the match. Um, We'll have to wait till Wednesday to, you know, get the full explanation, but from my vantage point, it looked like they formed a tag team and William Regal's going to manage them, and I think that is freaking awesome, man. Uh, That's who we were kind of hinting at earlier. They could take the belts from Jurassic Express at double or nothing, and I, I think the sky's the limit, man. I, yeah. I put them almost on the level of like, you know, two man power trip with uh, Steve Austin and Triple H as far as like, you know, kayfabe strength of a tag team. Exactly, dude. Wherever those guys are going, I'll, I want to be right there. Mm. So I am here for this. Yeah, I uh, really excited to see where that goes. If it ends up just being a tag team or uh, Jordan, if they were going to add some other guys and make it a stable, who else would you like to see joining up with? Um, with, with these guys. So you got to assume they're going to just bring in a bunch of young guys to kind of mentor them like uh, Moyaki and uh, Garcia and those guys. Like, yeah, I mean, that would make the most sense to me. Like you don't need to bring it when you got, Mox, they don't need another, yeah. don't need another star in there. Yeah. They don't need another banger in there. They, they got two of the biggest stars in the world already as a tag team. So anything you bring into it's going to help the young guys. So that's what I would probably mm-hmm. do with it. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I don't see these guys losing for a long time if they do end up being a team. Um, I'm hoping William Regal gets involved backstage too, man. I think uh, he's obviously you know he was heavily involved in the creative backstage at NXT when it was really you know the best wrestling on the planet. So yeah, nothing but good things can come from William Regal. Yeah, um, be a part of it, you know. <laughs> Did you see the meme? You remember the uh, the Will Smith meme when in the empty house? Uh, it's like when Trips comes back and he sees his old NXT dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gonna be so sad. Yeah. He's gonna come back. Even even Regal's gone to the competition. You know, like that. That's it's gonna be a sad day. Definitely. All right. Let's hear from Extra Cooler before we get into the last two matches of the night. Hey everyone, it's Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler. If diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice cold beverages sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my podcast, The Extra Cooler Show. Each episode of my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow for new episodes every Thursday morning. All right, so up next we got uh, AHFO. Did I get that right? Yeah. AHFO going up against Awful. Team, yeah, Awful. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> going up against uh, Team Sting, you know, Sting, Darby Allen, and Sammy G. Um, I, I got a hot take. Maybe it's just a warm take. 
I think this was the match of the night, man. And I say that because I went from being pissed off that this match was even happening. Like <laughs> me and Jordan kind of simultaneously text each other. Like the text message actually like passed in cyberspace on the way to our phones. Like they should just move this to Wednesday night, you know, or it should cancel this. Yeah. And like five minutes into it, I was like, holy shit. Like I, wa- I wanted more and more. You had Sting going off the freaking rafters through tables. That was um, bananas. Yeah. Sammy G hit that crazy Spanish fly. Like, it, at least compared to my expectations going into it and what it actually was, I think this was my favorite match of the night because it delivered and then some, man. Uh, Jordan, what did you think of this one? Yeah, like you said, uh, we were expecting kind of a, a fluff match for the main event, maybe even a wet fart match, and somehow we got <laughs> like a, a old man version of TLC. I, I, I don't know what happened, but, man, it, it was awesome. Like, like you said, Sting going off the rafters into four tables is – uh, dude, no, I was, I was fading, dude. So I was like on the verge. You know, I, I kind of went in and out on the uh, the Mox Daniel Bryan match, and uh, then you know by this time I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, this is where I'm gonna get my nap in real quick before the main event. And so I started like drifting off, dude. I was fading, and then Sting goes off the damn, um, you know, goes off the freaking stadium, and I'm like, holy! I mean, it, like it like jerked me awake, dude. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, man! Like, what is happening right now? In my mind, I think that they had originally planned like a five or six minute match where you know they go out there, standard six man tag, and Sting kind of plays all the greatest hits, and they get out of there. And I'm thinking that. The stinger, the vigilante, you know, the 62-year-old, he leaned on all that veteran experience. And I think he pulled all the young guys in a huddle and was like, listen, motherfuckers, like yeah. nobody's going to see this match right now. We got to crank this motherfucker up yeah. to 11 and come out here and just rip it up, man. Grab these people by the balls because that was, I mean, it was just nonstop insane spots, man. So, yeah, hats off to everybody involved in that one. Um, let's do a little uh, crystal ball action. He, oh he's 62 years old. He can't go that he's- much longer. Yeah, he's almost 63. He's like Marco, a few weeks from turning 63. Assuming Sting has his farewell match in AW, who would you like to see it against? Oh, man. Wow. Uh, only, be, only because, I, you know, it's another legend there. Um, I would I'd probably say Jericho would probably be like, you know, I think that would be a good match. I think they kind of hinted towards that when they're, when they're both getting ready to retire, that they want to wrestle each other. Um, before they both go, so I think that'd be an I'm awesome not sure feud. All that match either. I can't. They, they may have wrestled at some point in WCW, but I'd never remember seeing that. I don't. I don't. I, I don't think they did actually. Then um, it would have been like early on in Jericho's run when yeah. he was still kind of like at the bottom of the card. Is like you know almost like an enhancement talent because Sting was already in the full on Crow mode by the time that uh, Jericho was really hitting it big in WCW. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Darby, you know, send him off into the sunset, dude. I think that would just be very fitting because. Let's be real. Sting is mage always, but I don't think he would be nearly as over as he is right now if he wasn't hitched up with Darby Allen, who's probably the most over thing in, in AEW. So I just, I feel like uh, it would be a good kind of like, you know, closure to their story if uh, Darby put him out. Speaking of uh, closure to the story, I think it could be a great way to bring Seth Rollins into AEW. You know, he could come over and say, I'm going to finish what I started. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, okay. good God! <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think it's, uh, we we've definitely got a much more um, sturdy sting than we had in two thousand 
15, 16? That was 2015. 2015. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he literally, he literally hit a turnbuckle and started crumbling, you know, broke his whole like back and I half. I mean, that was like and the then, third time he got buckle bombed in that match. Well, that's so. true. <laughs> but I mean, he, this, dude, this dude just went off the balcony and, on four tables and like got up and lived yeah. to tell about it. Yeah, six years later. I just did a did a quick Google search. They have never faced off once ever in their entire careers, Jericho and Sting. So never right, ever. Let's get, let's get into the main event. Uh Marco, me and you kind of got some heat last week for bagging on Adam Cole. I'll kick it to you, man. After his epic 25-minute main event match with Hangman, did he do anything to sway your opinion that he is not a true main event talent? Um no, he didn't change my mind at all. Same Adam Cole in a big time match. It was there was nothing new except he was wearing Halo inspired gear to the ring. Other than that, it's, I was not a fan. Yeah, of that gear. I wasn't yeah. a fan. I wasn't a fan of the gear. The gear was a little bit too hokey for me. Yeah, but, it was like something like a seventh grader but, wears. Like um, I mean, y'all were y'all were all bagging on him, dude. But at the end of the day, dude, there were several times throughout that match. Even though we were we were all unanimously saying that Hangman was going to win that match. There were times when I was like, holy shit, Adam Cole is about to become the new no. freaking champion, dude. That never, crossed, man. My, that there, never there, crossed my mind once watching that oh, match. You're, you're kidding yourself because there were definitely times when I was just like, oh my gosh. He's too small. It, He's know? not taking out Hangman Adam Page. I don't know, man. He can't carry that belt. If he could have he, if he could have used that belt on um, Adam Page, like hit him with the belt, that would have done it. But he can't because it's too big for him. So he who can't hold the belt cannot be champion. And that's Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. You guys are going way too deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much. I can't take this anymore. I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> I think uh, I think it would they would have been better off having MJF and CM Punk as the main event. Yeah, yeah I, think, I agree. With um, that. That's I think yeah. AEW kind of spoiled us with the incredible ending to All Out with the double debut of Daniel Bryan and um, and Adam Cole. You know, at Full Gear, we still had the awesome ending with crowning a new champ with Hangman winning and kind of culminating that that story that had been almost two years in the making. This time, man, I I felt like the ending was actually a little bit anticlimactic because, right, Hangman wins relatively clean, keeps the belt over Adam Cole. Yep. And I don't know about you guys. For me, I was just waiting on the lights to go out or somebody's music to hit yep. yeah. or something to happen at the end, right? Give us some kind of hook to, keep, you know, really put a – put a bow on the event and uh, it kind of just, you know, faded to black. Still a great show, right? Don't get me wrong. It's still an awesome show, but I felt like it would have been a little bit more satisfying to end with that epic dog collar match. And then you got the, um, the Wardlow baby face turn to really kind of uh, yeah. be your big new plot development going forward. I mean, what, what do you guys think? Do you think that was the right call to still have the world championship go on last? No, I no. think the dog collar match should have been on last. Yeah. I'm old. Yeah, I, I, I get it. With, I get the visual. You want, you know, your title to be the last thing people see on TV. But yeah, the the other the other story was just so way more so compelling. Good. Way more mm-hmm. just like I said, like I said earlier, way more failing, way more story driven. It, yeah, it's and it would have been it would have been a jolt of energy at the end of the night. Yep. I mean, granted, you know, Adam Page and Adam Cole was great, but I feel like the having MJF and CM Punk in the middle of the show, like we talked about, it was kind of like a crescendo and everything else afterward, it kind of felt flat for a long time. Yeah. So I feel like they really could have just put that big old, uh, you know, big ending at the, at the end of the show. Shout mm-hmm. out to Biggie. Yep. 
Jordan, you was going to say uh, you're old school? Yeah, dude, I, I always want the champion to go on last. I mean, the, I feel that. I, 99% of the time, I, I'm right there with you, man. But I don't know, this was the rare one where I felt like it would have been a little bit better off in the uh, in the middle of the show. I yep. love this match. Like, dude, I guess I'm alone. I loved it. I thought it was really good. <clears throat> and I thought, yeah, well, I, thought Adam, I thought Adam Cole put it down. Like, I, I've had enough of the short jokes. Yep. Like, dude, he put it down in that match. I don't care what anyone it's, says. It's not just the shortness. It's, it's no. the slight. Dude, he's like short and like he's just a small guy, man. He's a small human, dude. Like, I don't know. I just I never took it seriously. Him beating Hangman. Hangman ain't the biggest guy, and Hangman made him look like a shrimp. I felt like it's 2022. Small lives matter. You know what it's I mean? Says, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you short kings out there, don't let Seth get you down. Exactly. No, exactly. no I'm I'm gonna piggyback off of, off of Seth. It's not it's not him be, to me, it's not him being small. I just don't see him as a main event like caliber guy well, clearly, like he has a great clearly, clearly it doesn't matter what you do if you're if you're of a certain stature you're not main event material like you just cannot be of a certain height and then expect to be a title holder no, ma- no matter height, what no build. matter what your ability to cut a promo is tell a story or your in-ring ability obviously that stuff doesn't matter as long as you've pumped enough freaking hormones and hgh <laughs> to me, see, i mean to me know, he exactly. yeah to exactly me, to me doesn't seem like a threat to anybody's title person. I mean, in, in, in AEW, like he didn't seem like, he, like a threat. I don't think you always have to be like super imposing. I feel like, no, not Adam like big. Cole. I mean like, just like not physically threatening, just like, like skill wise, all that stuff. Like, I don't, I don't think he was a threat to Adam page at all losing his title. So, okay. So here's my thing. And we talked about this last week. So like everybody talks about how small Adam Cole is. He's taller than Daniel Bryan and only 10 pounds lighter than Daniel Bryan. And I could easily buy, buy Daniel Bryan beating Hangman. Like yep. I, I don't, I don't get this whole persona that Adam Cole is like the smallest dude in the world. It's not Marco stunt dude. He's almost, he's the same size as Daniel Bryan. Like this is overblown to the max. So I would say, that's his kayfabe weight, right? I would, I, I'd be willing to bet that Daniel Bryan is more than ten pounds heavier than him. And they also they wrestle a totally different style. Daniel Bryan's yeah. got this, you know, William Regal style, methodical, like painful style. Whereas Primal. Adam Cole's yeah. working like the classic indie style. You know, a lot of super kicks, a lot of big flashy moves and stuff. Um, I feel like Daniel Bryan's believable, man. Like Daniel Bryan to me seems like an ass kicker. Like I'm sure Adam Cole would probably fucking wreck me in a fight, but I wouldn't be super nervous to fight Adam Cole. I would not fucking <laughs> Daniel Bryan. I'll just stand up to the side and watch think, that fight. <laughs> I do think that Adam Cole is better as a a faction man. I do feel like he he does need like the the backup. He needs a. I can yeah. see him being a, a title holder, but I do I think it is more believable when he has a team around him. But I just he's a, I don't know. He needs a supporting cast. Done his best work in AEW by any stretch of the imagination, as far as like his whole career or whatever, like his history. But still, yeah, I think I think for you guys to just be like, ah, eh, there's Here, no way. Here's my thing: when Kenny Omega comes back into the fold, like that's even more. I don't see Adam Cole winning a title or beating. I don't see him beating Kenny Omega for a title if that's ever going to like come down the line. When if they have a match, that's like. I mean, let's see how tall Kenny is. I see the TNT title being. It's not even. I thought about height for me. It's like I said. It's like, like the gimmick. Like he doesn't seem to me like he's like. He'll make his only build at six foot tall. Adam Cole is built at five eleven. There's no way Adam Cole is five eleven. I don't believe it, man. I don't believe it. But 
Yeah. All right, enough bagging on Adam Cole. We're going to end up getting canceled. We already caught some heat on this last week. Um, you guys ready to talk some figures? Let's go. All right, it's time for the figure four where we dig into all the latest and greatest in wrestling figure news. I want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your purchases at ringside collectibles all right so we are going to get into all of the figure reveals from aew fan fest this past weekend um there's a ton of stuff across a bunch of different lines different series to the point where it's hard to keep it straight so if you guys want to follow along at home um what we're going to do is basically just go through ringside collectibles uh ig feed and kind of let that be um kind of be our guide as we get through these so i'll toss a figure out and uh we will just do, uh, you know, we'll kind of give some quick thoughts. So we'll start off with the first CM Punk in the AEW line. This is going to be in the Unmatched 4 series. Uh, he's in his punk pants. Yeah, Jordan, what do you think of this? He comes with, uh, there's, so he's going to be, the main line is going to be in the uh, the pantaloons with the hoodie. And then there's going to be a chase in the uh, trunks. What's your thoughts on CM Punk's debut in AEW? I, I don't I don't love the face scan, but I like the figure. I love that he comes with the Larry the Dog hoodie. That's awesome. Um, the chase. That's really a chase. We're going to do just a trunk CM Punk with nothing on. Like, all right. I, <laughs> CM Trunks. That's, CM that's, Trunks. That's quite the chase, I guess. I, I mean, I, I'm not offended by this figure. Let's just put it that way. There is some I'm going to be offended by, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice figure. I think it's too similar to Elite 16 CM Punk to really be a... Uh, a hook for me, but you know, it's, it's the first CM Punk figure that we're getting in about eight years. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to want to jump in on it. So I'm sure it's going to be a very hot seller. Uh, which one do you prefer Marco? You prefer the, the pantaloons or the trunks? Um, definitely the pantaloons. Uh, the legs look a little skinny though. I'm going to have to see the, uh, the figure with all the jacket on, but, um, yeah. Punk's legs aren't that big. They're pretty skinny. True. Yeah. I mean, it's like, if you look at the trunks one, he has like the, big like chest and then like the skinny legs at the bottom. So I, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I, I think the chase should have been the, the Larry, the, with the, with the Larry, the uh, dog on the, uh, on the jacket, that should have been the chase version, but you get a, I'm happy it's not because I, right? I, I want that. I want that. All right, let's move on to the next release in the luminaries line. Again, this is going to be an unmatched four. This is Corazon de Leon. The Lionheart, Chris Jericho, from back in his Triple uh, A and CMLL days down in Mexico Pretty before awesome. he uh, went to Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Um, Sheena, what's your thoughts on this figure? I love the gear. Obviously, the gear is super toyetic with the jacket and the fringe and all the things. The head looks like like a stunning Steve Austin, like dollar <laughs> store stunning Steve Austin. Like it's um, yeah, I can see that. It's just yeah, it's not great. It does not look like. Uh, Chris Jericho. Yeah, I agree. I love the thought of this figure. Like when I heard they were doing this, I thought it was really cool. And I love that they're doing stuff like this, but I'm not a fan of this individual figure. I just, uh, head scan looks a little weak. I don't know. The gear looks like, it looks like a custom to me, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I, it just, I don't know if something about the paint applications or what to the, me. The this, fringe on the leg should have been like, cause should have been molded on. Yeah. The yeah. paint makes it look to me this looks like something that i would see on ig and be like man that is a really really great custom but doesn't look like a uh, major release i mean what do you, what do you think marco you have this one the collection um i mean like you said same thing the idea of it seemed pretty cool but yeah seeing it you know 
in the pictures, it doesn't look appealing. Who knows in person? Um, or the final product might look a little bit better. But yeah, definitely the jacket and the uh, the fringe should have been definitely cloth or something like that. It looks like it's like legs melting pretty much like yeah, on the side there. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be a no for me. Three thumbs down. Jordan, are you going to throw this guy a lifeline or are you uh, shitting on this figure also? No, because when I first saw this, I was like, did he piss his pants or something? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <over here?" laughs> I, I hate I hate the face sculpt so much. And like Marco said, if the tassels were cloth, that jacket would look a whole lot more mage. Yeah, but yeah this, this is definitely a pass for me. All right. Up next, we got Unmatched 4, MJF. Uh, he's in his white and purple gear. Um, for me, by itself, this is like a cool figure, but I think mm-hmm. it's, it becomes a must-add because it looks like we're going to get the entire uh, pinnacle. This is their look from the Blood and Guts match. Um, we'll get into it in a little bit, but we're going to get the the uh, inner circle and their like, prison gear and stuff, yep. and we're getting the entire pinnacle in the white and purple gear. So I, I think that's going to be a set that you got to complete. Yeah, I really like the look of the figure anyways. Uh, Sheena, what do you think of this MJF? Um, the figure looks good. I love the white gear. The face scan, though, the face scan looks more like CM Punk than the CM Punk yeah. face scan, I think. It does, actually, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the same the thing. The thing is, the AEW figures are super modular. It's really it's much easier than the Mattels to do to head sculpts and stuff. Yeah. So you could always pick your favorite uh, MJF head sculpt and throw it on there. Uh, but yeah, picking up this one. Jordan, you grabbing the the entire pinnacle? Yeah, I'm grabbing these. Somebody said his face scan looks like young Robert De Niro, and now I can't unsee it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Taxi Driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Robert De Niro. Yeah, for sure. All right, up next, let's go to definitely one of the highlights from the, uh, the weekend of reveals. Marco, what did you think of Jade Cargill's first time in the line figure? Uh, pretty awesome. Uh, the vi- if you see the uh, there's a video of her actually, you know, seeing the figure for the first time and stuff. But um, I mean, she looks like an action figure anyway, um, for real. So I mean, there's not much. I mean, there's no way to mess this figure up at all. I mean, you have. I mean, she's sculpted perfectly. So I mean. Gear, this, like, yeah, really nice head sculpt too. Yep. Like, yeah, that's one of that. I think this is going to end up being one of the best AW figures of the year. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It'd be really cool if they can find a way to fast track the TBS championship and include that with her. But yeah, I understand. It. Yeah, but yeah, that would really set it over the top. Sheena, thoughts on Jade? Oh yeah, they they nailed it. I mean, look how muscular she is. She just looks amazing. The arms are throwing me off a little bit. I don't know if it's just the way this figure is posed, or if they tried to give her bigger, like a middle section of her arm, like at her bicep, yeah. to make it just look more jacked. But it kind of something about it is. I think she needs a little bit bigger shoulders. Yeah, yeah. something. Yeah, she yeah, got, like the tiny girl shoulders, and then it's like they almost made like a bigger arm. It may just be the the picture, this picture, the way they have the arms, um, you know, kind of posed, but. Um, otherwise, they gave, they gave her Adam Cole's shoulders, man. Like it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, though, they, uh, they nailed it. Like she looks freaking amazing. That's great. Does anybody have any strong feelings about fr- another freaking Cody figure this time in a freaking suit? No. I mean, he's not skip. even with the company anymore. Why would they? No, I'm joking. I mean, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think a poop face. Yeah, he's, he looks, looks like, like he's in pain. Eldar. <laughs> <laughs> he does come with like Beldar. Come with the teeth there, dude. He's like, ah, <laughs> 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 right, moving on. My favorite figures for the weekend. Up next, another highlight. Yes. Hey, man, Adam Page in the Cowboys. I can't shirt. remember what episode. Was. We, I think it was a listener mail. Somebody was asking us what we wanted, and I said I needed a street gear 
hangman yeah. and uh we've gotten our first iteration of street i think there's a bunch of figures to come down the line my only that's a major my only gripe gear. on this is they went with just a plain black and white shirt yeah he's had some really spectacular exactly. really intricate design shirts but you know i'm not i'm not going to complain too much this is a really really tremendous figure um i kind of like the head sculpt too yeah i do too uh it's a big that's a big ass beer he's got yeah. also man <laughs> like a that's 24 a 40. Ounce. Yeah. <laughs> that's a 40 <laughs> what do you guys think uh jordan you adding uh street gear hangman into your collection yeah i'm definitely getting this but i had to do a double take so when they're showing a picture of his back it looks like i'm walking by the case looking at the figure i'm like oh my god that's just a that's just a fat guy walk man why didn't you tell us that you were at like the shorts with the no show socks, bro? Oh like, yeah, in the graphic <laughs> dude, that is you, man. I thought wow. it, I was like, did I go to Orlando on accident? <laughs> yeah, you guys. So for those of you who know Jordan, um, make sure you go to uh, Ringside's Instagram, and it is the uh, the reveal photo in the glass case of Hangman in the in the street gear. Yeah, you've been, you've been now, dude. Tell us what these things look like in person, man. <laughs> yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> we got the scoop all right so we'll run through the next set of AEW buddies is going to be pentagon mox and sting they all look pretty cool um let's jump to unrivaled nine ricky starks uh really really cool looking figure i think i read somewhere he's gonna have a chase also with some different colored gear but the regular is in this blue and gold gear i think this looks like a tremendous first time in the line uh, mm-hmm. marco what do you think of uh, ricky starks yeah it's pretty awesome it's uh has the chase of that of uh, Ricky Starks is his, when he was uh, mimicking Darby Allen when he had the half face paint. Um, oh, we're getting a painted. Ricky oh, Starks. Yeah. Wow. Wow. yeah, and, it, saw that. and yeah. he has the uh, the like the cloth tank top and everything. So yeah, it's it, oh, dude, yeah, it's pretty. Man, awesome. I hate it when they make a chase that great, dude. Yeah, yes. I feel like I'm gonna need. Yeah, so no, this Ricky Starks is actually one of the better ones. Definitely, the head sculpt is awesome. I like how they have him in the pose too. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, this one's a definite per- purchase, and if you can get that chase, that's a definite purchase as well. Yeah, very cool figure. Uh, sticking with Team Taz, Sheena, what do you think about Powerhouse Hobbs' first figure? It looks good. I think uh, I think they actually kind of captured Powerhouse Hobbs in this. It looks a little bit small. Yeah. Um, as far as like the the body type, um, they could have beefed him up just a smidge, but um, the head scan and everything I think looks good. Yeah, very cool. Um, up next. I need one of you guys to help me out. I have not ever seen uh, Bubba Ray Dudley wear this gear before. What event did Bubba Ray Dudley oh, wear this man. gear? That looks like, looks like Eddie Kingston. He's got the necklace like Eddie Kingston, but it's definitely Bubba Ray Dudley. Um, Jordan, you remember what event this was from? Yeah, this is from Atrocious and Let's Not Talk About It. <laughs> is this going to end up being the worst uh, worst AEW figure? This, yeah, they did a wrong. This man. makes me. I don't know about ever, but this makes me. Uh, this makes me really sad because I love Eddie Kingston, and to me, this just doesn't even look like him at all. What's the head with sculpt the, is just part of it. Like, it's look, a, like so, like the thigh pieces the, are super small and like yeah. skinny, like. What's with know, and he's man. and he's bigger around the midsection. Like Eddie's a Eddie's a freaking huggable dude. You yeah. know, like he's got Big a little bit season. of meat meat around the middle. Yeah. And uh and he doesn't have that like this is not even like a five o'clock shadow. You know, Eddie's kind of got that like scruffy look. Like this is like a full a blown it's like Roman freaking Reigns. shaped up. Yeah, exactly. It looks like Roman Reigns is freaking yeah. Big, uh, yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. This is uh yeah. The chain I mean, the chain not, is yeah. not 
for me either. Like it looks like somebody just like it looked like he got in a freaking dog food match and it's like poured down his neck. Like oh, the man. first hero was really really weak, and we're seeing that they're already redeeming him. Uh, you know, pardon the pun, with a really good upgrade. So hopefully we get a similar thing with uh, Eddie King's. This is not great. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, mean, I am. Like, I am happy as a figure, though. I mean, it's his first yeah. uh, action figure, so I am happy that he, you know, he got one. He's definitely due for one, but they did him yeah, dirty they, on they this. They owe him an upgrade, man. So. so up next, we have Christian's first AEW figure. Oh, this oh. is similar to the looks that we've gotten in WWE. Tell me though, look at that head sculpt. Tell me, does that not look like John Cena fifteen years from now? No, I yeah, mean, I thought does. this. I thought they were actually debuting their new Abraham Lincoln. Uh, figure. That's what I thought it was at first. Because I it. think they tried. You know, I I can respect. It looks like they were like really trying to like put a little bit of age on his face. Yeah, but yeah. they did I it. Think they it worked. The Shot yeah. it. The age slider bit. got turned up a they, little bit well, too high. They even did it on his midsection too. They got like the old man. Like he's got like the moves. Yeah, he's got yeah. the old man ass. The old man ass. It just you know everything ain't as tight as it used to be. Yeah, <laughs> and where the, and the way the torso is right underneath his chest, like it really makes it look like it's it's not like his um you mm. know side abs like his obliques. It looks like it's just like a roll yeah. underneath his boot. This yeah, must have just I, uh, been the repug shelf. Like the Christian <laughs> looks like your Uncle Buck that sucked down twenty uh, oh, palm balls a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's not great, man. And I actually kind of refuse to buy a short-haired Christian figure anyways. I have the two Christians in my collection are the Brood Christian that released in the SummerSlam set a couple years ago and the uh, the old-school throwback to, you know, Team ENC that uh, came with, like, that mesh tank top. I think it was, like, Elite 11 or, so, or maybe Elite 20, something like that, but early Elite, that's it. I, I just – Christian doesn't do it for me with the uh, – with the short hair, uh, this figure coming up next, I actually really, really dig this one. The Nick, uh, the Nick, or excuse me, not Nick, Brian Cage, uh, Nick Cage, yeah, I was wow. say Nick Cage, yeah. uh, yeah, the Brian Cage figure. I thought this one was tremendous, man. Really good job on like, you know, he's got his powerhouse build. I love this figure. Jordan, what'd you think of this one? Yeah, this one's good. Um, his face scans not, uh, I mean, it, it's pretty good, but yeah, the body style, they nailed it. Um, yeah, I'll definitely be getting this one. Yeah. Listen, I don't know why. I guess I'm just now noticing this. I don't know why, but why do the thighs like taper off at the top of all these figures? It's just something like, with it's... their crotch pieces, man. I think they only have like one or two <laughs> different crotch pieces, man. It's like just tiny holes. Maybe it's just because we're just now getting like big, big figures, like super, you know, muscle men figures. Yeah. Is why it's so obvious to me. But like this, this crop of figures, man, it's just it looks it's very, very noticeable to me. Like they have these giant quads. And then it goes right up into their groin where their groin is like shrunken in. Well, they gotta they gotta do some more groin workouts, apparently. So something. Yeah. That piece on on the leats is a lot smaller. That top piece is a, a it's like a smaller part of their leg. I think that's why you don't notice the taper as much. Yeah, exactly. It's like the meteor figures. the meteor part of their yeah. leg like goes right up into the trunks. Yeah. 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 All right, up next we got two Thunder Rosa figures. So the main line is gonna be uh like the black and like bronze gear, and then she's got a chase in the blue. Um, I I'm like both. Pissed, the black figure is yeah. really cool, but again, I just I hate it, man. When they put oh. like drastically different figures in the in the chase, both and, of and these they're, that they're better. You yeah, know? both of these are phenomenal, dude. But I feel like that that blue Thunderosa, yes. I and mean, that's the one to have. Yep. Yeah, it's got, like definitely better. Exactly, yeah. Same thing with Ricky Starks. He's Bummer. the next one up in that chase that we already previously mentioned. Like, yep. Yeah, I I much so even awesome. though I love all these figures coming out, I much prefer Mattel's approach to. The chases where it's just simply a color swap, you Paint know, swap. so you don't yeah. feel like you're missing out. Where 
These either got to be hitting totally the store figure, every man. single day, or um, or you know, dropping dropping freaking bills on eBay. To and as we've seen figures. with their d- 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 distribution, it's literally like uh, we've seen people find like six chases in one store. You yeah. know, like it's ridiculous. Pretty insane. Uh, Jordan, which Thunder Rosa do you prefer, the black or the blue? I don't know, but the black caught me in the picture again, so I guess I'll go with that. Freaking twin. No, the blue one's and definitely dude, better. Dude, look at his hat, man. That looks like a red N on that hat. Nebraska. Is that mm-hmm. him? Is, is, is it him? Wow. Could it be? Could it be? Uh, so next we got some shots of the Darby Allen ringside exclusive we've already seen. Blood and Guts, Kenny Omega. That is a, the Kenny Omega is atrocious. His face scan is god-awful. He looks yeah, like he has I'm not a at all. I have that... Uh, What's up with the skin tone, Our too? good friend Sabotage Wrestling um, actually made me that shirt already for our figures because I love... Uh, I thought that was re- just a really cool design for a shirt. So I have it without the blood stains on it. I think I'm just going to take his lower half and make a custom Kenny Omega. Like, I'm going to make a pre-match Kenny... Um, with one of the different head sculpts that he's already had. Cause yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of the look on this. It just looks tacky, man. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, the, uh, we got Wardlow and the white and purple gear. We already talked about. These are going to look tremendous. Let's talk about Taz. Uh, give me a review on, uh, on this Taz. I already here. told you guys my thoughts, uh, before we started recording, but to me, like I saw this and immediately I was just like, that's Carl Winslow, dude. That is not Taz. That is. <laughs> legit um he's like yelling at urkel you know i just this just does not look like taz to me i don't know if it's the facial expression they, should, they need the, they need to throw some sunglasses on him i feel like some sunglasses yeah would help. sunglasses would definitely help and a bigger bottom i don't know again it's like this like stick legs on this you know he's got like a a meaty top and like stick legs. I really hope that this is just a precursor and we get actual Taz like in his old school orange and black ECW gear. Yeah. He might be, be might be in those like loot, the luminary part of, yeah, part of it. That'd be pretty awesome. I was thinking he looked more like mad dog Vashon than Taz. Yeah, I could see Mad Dog. It's, mm. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of like generic white guy, man. Like, <laughs> it'd be perfect for like an audience figure. You know, the photographers that put like random figures in for the audience. This guy looks like, yeah, it's just put him in the front row screaming at somebody. Um, up next, we got Andrade. Uh, Marco, you kind of expressed some feelings on this one before the show started. What do you What do you think of this? What's your issues with this Andrade? He's going to have multiple head scans. Taz. Oh, real? Oh, okay. That might. Yeah. That might. Help it out a little bit. They may and have he like, does come with the sunglasses. So. Yeah, he, yeah. Com- he comes with sunglasses and a yeah. And the coat, right, so, I'm like, so that might up the value a little bit. But uh, Andrade, I mean, I know you guys said you you liked it, but I I I don't. It's just a to me. It's a generic like face. Like you just look like I a. See, I think it looks like a body. I feel like of all see, the I ones that we've talked about, this is one of the ones that's captured um, the face. See, yeah, the, I mean, not as good as Mattel. No, that's what I mean. Solid. Yeah, so I'm like kind of basing it off of what Mattel did. You can't really, yeah, the thing is, is you can't compare it with Mattel. That's that's where you're gonna mess up. I mean, yes, yeah, I, I mean you have to. They're in competition of making yeah, the figures, so you gotta, you gotta. We're, we're the buyers. We you gotta you gotta sell us on, you know, purchasing these figures. And, I mean, they're not doing it, yeah. especially like I said with the other the other head sculpt, which is the mask part of it. Like I said, I, I wish it was just like a just a mask you could just throw over. Over his head, kind of like Mattel did. They did this. They did that as well. You could put that. I don't know. I kind of like. I kind of like that it's a that it's a separate head scan I, because I feel like those things never fit correctly. Like if it's like the molded rubber, it's never going to sit exactly how you want it to sit. Like one eye is going to be kind of wonky. That's and, why I stopped wearing you know. molded rubber. Yeah, 
<laughs> Same here. <laughs> wow. um, but you yeah, would be both, and, and also they would have to if it was just a mask, they would have to have his uh, his bun piece come out of the back so that you could put the mask on because that, that you know that little hard knot on or the just, back of his head, or do a <laughs> different <laughs> head sculpt, do a different head sculpt without the bun, and just have the mask and you just throw it over. I, I just it literally looks like he's holding a severed head in his hand. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh Jordan, you remember Abe Knuckleball Schwartz yes. from the new generation? You could totally this would be an excellent starter for a custom Abe Knuckleball Schwartz, the uh the the wrestling baseball player. You know, just get you a cloth <laughs> shirt and you're good to go. Um, all right, we talked about it before. Miro still yeah. missing the chest still hair. No, no chest, chest hair, hair though. But, yeah, but aside from that, yeah, I'm actually hit up like curb stomp city decals to get some chest hair put on this dude. Because aside from that, I love this figure. Yeah. I love the gear. It's from his Redeemer gimmick. Um, it looks like it's coming with the black strap TNT Championship. They still got time to give us that white strap with the green accent. So, and if not, you can hit up our good friend Forbidden Figurine. She has that white strap yeah. uh, TNT belt. So, I love this figure. Anybody got any negative thoughts aside from the missing chest hair on uh, the new Miro? No, it's no. good. All right, and then we saw Jack Swagger, the first of the uh, the Blood and Guts version of Inner Circle. These are going to look tremendous. Can't wait to see the um, the Santana and Ortiz at this. Mm-hmm. Britt Baker from Unrivaled 10 is in her uh, Scott Hall-inspired Outsider Drip gear. Pretty cool looking. Um, it's going to be hard to top her Blood and Guts figure as far as her release so far, at least until that Supreme one drops. But I think this is dope. It looks like it's got an updated AEW Championship also, the AEW Women's Championship. Yeah. Obviously, it's not the belt that we saw Sunday night. But I think this is a cool figure. Uh, Jordan, you're the women's wrestling expert. Are you adding this one to the collection? Oh, yeah. I, I love Britt Baker, and uh, this is one of her better looks. So I'll definitely be getting it. All right, up next, we got our first look at the Supreme line. This is clearly Jazzwear's answer to the Ultimate Editions. Sheena, what do you think of the Cody Supreme? I mean, as far as being toyetic, I mean, the it's freaking toyetic. I mean, he looks like Captain America with his, you know, red, white, and blue cloak and the whole thing. Got the screaming head sculpt. Look, looks awesome. Um, again, I just don't feel like there's a need for a another Cody figure in the line, but... Who who am I to say? I I love this line. The fact that you can swap out the whole uh, lower half of the figure is a real game changer over the ultimates. It really makes like a true two in one. Like this is basically two Cody figures in one. Um, He's got the the moldable uh, or like the molded jacket for the arms. You can do all the cool poses and stuff and just swap those out. I I love this as a first figure in the line. This is the definitive Cody Rhodes figure until we get a uh, Supreme or Ultimate Edition of Stardust. Um, And I think it's going to be a great start. where this line goes uh marco you're the cody lover here man what what are your thoughts on this figure well i i think this was one of the uh one of the figures that that i wanted to be made um when he came out with this in this gear um i didn't know they were going to obviously do it in the supreme line um it, obviously that wasn't a thought back then but now i think this like you said it, it definitely is a definitive uh cody Rhodes. Yeah, if Def- you're only going to have one, then this is the I one. mean, definitely seen better head sculpts on the other Cody Rhodes figures. Um, but other than that, definitely with the swappable arms, the swappable lower half, it's, yeah, no, it's a definite purchase. And then we saw Britt Baker. She's going to be the other part of Series 1 of the Supreme line. Yep. Uh, cool looking figure, but no make again, like very similar to her first figure. There's almost no makeup on the head sculpts. Jordan, mm-hmm. what's up with that, man? Why Why are some Britt bigger, some Britt... Baker figures all made up, and Jesus. some are got the natural look. I don't like this figure at all. I get this was Damn. really disappointing for me. I, I really don't like this one at all. 
yeah, her face scans are all weird. And like you said, there's no makeup. I do not get their, um, I don't know, man. The other, the unrivaled Britt Baker is better than the Supreme one, which sucks because I was really excited for this. Wow. Yeah, I agree. I kind of like the outsider look one also, but there's still time. Maybe they could update them. I feel like if they update the head sculpts, it's salvageable. Uh, one of the, the possible MVPs of the weekend, Sheena, what do you think of the Malachi Black Supreme figure? I mean, what, is, what is there to say about this? This is awesome. Even if you're not an AEW fan or a wrestling figure collector, I feel like this figure is must-have because it is so freaking cool. I mean, those masks alone are worth the freaking price of admission. Yeah. So love, love, love this um, this Malachi Black figure and for it's, sure. And it's, they have soft goods too for the hood. If you notice, it's a soft goods, uh, yeah, cheese yeah, cloth type of like thing. Yeah, dude, different, different like top cloaks. He's got the vest, the, the shorts. Like, it's, yeah, he's got I'm, one version with the trunk. It's gonna be short. It's gonna be yeah, figure of the soft. year when it releases. I'm gonna go and say it right Which now. It's crazy because I feel like um, his his NXT figure when we were back then. What was that? 2018. 2019. Yeah. It was 2019. 2019. I was like, this is the figure of the year. Like, this is so I mean, good. It, I mean, it's it's rivaling the uh, the definitely the Luchasaurus figure as far as one of the coolest figures that they have. It, yeah, definitely. Those, those are the top two. For yeah, me, yeah. For we've sure. been we've been clowning on Jazzwares for some of these reveals, but we got to do a tip of the cap because uh, Mattel set the bar really, really high with their uh, Alistair Black figures. Yep. And I think Jazzwares just managed to top it with their first release. Yeah. And um, I'm still, even though I'm kind of like I was nitpicking a lot of the figures, though, I still respect the fact that these guys have only been putting out figures the amount of time that they have and yeah, they, uh, they, they look as good as they do. And that we, you know, you can find them in store. Like, I feel like they have better distribution than Mattel sometimes. And, um, in spite the beginning when you literally couldn't find them at all. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like the AW figures. I'm not trying to bag on them. Up next, we got the sentimental favorite of the week, the oh. Brody Lee negative one set. Yeah. Uh, just tremendous. Head on over to Ringside Collectibles. It's back up for it's on back order, but you're, you're going to eventually get it if you put that on order. I think, uh, yeah, you know, obviously, um, this thing's really more for like you know the historical purposes and stuff. But one part of figure collecting is the resale value. I feel like this is a piece that is going to hold a tremendous amount of value if you're doing this stuff as an investment. I think this is one that ten years from now is going to be worth a ton of money. Oh yeah, um, really really cool Jazzwares to do it. Uh, just yeah. I love it. Anybody got anything to add on this? No, I love how they put the TNT title along the side. Like, you know, I love, I, that's one thing I love about um, AEW and their box sets is they utilize the side of the box. So they don't just like muck up that beautiful, like, you know, display window with like, so you get all the figure and you get to kind of take it all in without all the like extra heads and belts and hands and all that kind of stuff. I love how they put that stuff on the side. So beautiful figures love that coat i've been screaming for a negative one figure for a while now oh, yeah. so we finally have it and uh i'm stoked for it this is the year of kid figures man we're getting dominic and negative one. Oh, dominic yeah, i dominic. forgot we're getting yeah. young dobby there he is when are we gonna get nicholas <laughs> yeah i don't know we still, I still want an elite of nicholas that needs to be <laughs> the next wrestlemania build a figure um all right so we're out of the actual physical reveals getting into some renders now we'll go through these a little uh rapid action i'll toss you know if I toss it to you, give me 30 seconds, your take on it. Um, MJF wrestling buddy, Sheena, go. Um, where is it? I don't even see. Oh, yeah. It's cool. I mean, it's nice. Purple pants. It's cool. It's nice. Purple <laughs> pants. Uh, Jordan, what do you think of the Daniel Bryan, his first time in the line on match five? I really like this figure. Um, I, I will definitely be adding this to my collection. Head scans are good. Um, 
killed the the man bun. Yeah, I, I'm definitely getting this. I hope my only wish. I hope it comes with a soft goods white t shirt, just a plain white t shirt that he's been rocking yeah. since he's been. Yeah. AEW. All right, Marco, this is canceled. Now it's back. The LJN style Darby Allen. Awesome. Definitely purchasing this. I was kind of bummed that it didn't uh, make its debut earlier than it should have. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I collect LJNs anyway, so this is a definite purchase for me. All right, Sheena, the drip god, the Omega drip. Love Kenny this. Omega in street gear. I absolutely yeah. love this. Figure. The coat is incredible. Awesome. I love like the the paint application on the coat. I love that the denim is kind of all like you know Abercrombied out and like sliced out. He's got the sunglasses. The the different shading in the hair looks looks tremendous. Jordan, what do you think of Red Velvet? Um, <clears throat> yep, it's there. That's it. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. Oh, you, come you don't on. Like, I mean. It's 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 all right. It's, fine. it's a good it's figure. A it's not offensive. I don't yeah, know. It's... I don't know if you just showed me that picture. If I'd be able to tell you a hundred percent. Oh yeah, that's red velvet. I, I think it just looks like I didn't generic know that was. Yeah, but it looks good. I like the red gear. At least they didn't just put her in straight up like black gear. Like you know, they do a lot of times for people that are first time in line. So. Yeah. All right, Marco. First time in the line. The chairman, Sean Spears. Um, <laughs> waste. Like I said, waste of plastic and and time. Uh, should not have <laughs> even have a figure at all. But look, it's serving its purpose. Cool with all the other, yeah, with all the other pinnacles. Yeah, it's so. serving its purpose because of the, the blood and guts match. But other than that, yeah, I think they could have put those resources to another another figure, maybe another Luchasaurus yeah. or something. I don't know. Uh, all right, another AEW first time in the line. Sheena, what do you think of Adam Cole, baby? I think he looks awesome. He looks huge. I mean, look at this guy. I mean, Way he too just, big. He looks like a freaking monstrosity here that, that is gargantuan. an awful um, representation of adam cole let, let, let me let me say something though remember how we were talking about some of the other legs were so long that they were tapering off at the top adam cole's legs are not tapering off at the top so he's hitting right at that sweet spot where the the meaty part goes right into the trunk so maybe there's something to being a little bit short when it comes to getting a, a good action figure this figure looks like if adam cole ate adam cole man like, yeah. <laughs> it does look really really good i'm tempted to take this head sculpt and throw it on one of my Mattel Adam Coles, but uh, yeah, I can't say I'm a huge fan of this one. Um, Jordan, <laughs> Jungle Boy in the red gear. I, I mean, again, it, it's a good figure. It's a I don't I don't really love the face scan, but I mean, the figure is a good representation of him. Other than that, so and we all yeah. love Jungle yeah, Boy. They, they, did, they, kinda, they actually kind of made him look a little prehistoric. It's like uh, Shane Douglas, man. That looks this. like a badass Shane Douglas head sculpt. Dude. Looks like yes. Bam Bam from the Flintstones. Yeah, he's got exactly. He's got a a very strong brow. Yeah. Again, the cool thing about AEW figures, it's super easy to swap the parts around. So yeah, this is from this is the gear he wore uh, when he fought Kenny Omega for the World Championship on Dynamite too. So that's pretty cool. Um, Sheena, first time in the line, Kip Sabian. Oh, I kind of dig this figure. This oh yeah, good. he's got yeah. the unique one jet one sleeve uh, leather jacket. That's a unique accessory. Like yeah, I think that's a cool figure. Yeah, I like it. The I like the hair sculpt. I think the face scan looks like it looks a little like Corey Graves, but uh, yeah, I think it's a good looking figure. I'm here for it. All right, Marco, I gotta respectfully ask you to keep uh, keep the thoughts on this next one. PG thirteen. Oh uh, boy, LP Ford, man. Um. No, it's a, it's a good. I mean, they're, they're following the gimmick with Kip Sabian. Obviously, they're, they're following they're, something. Yeah, they're de- <laughs> <laughs> uh, the renders are. Yeah, they're a little a high cut. 
Yeah, the the renders are a little little revealing. <laughs> we'll say we'll say the say for the least, but definitely it comes with the jacket, um, shades as well, the entrance gear, pretty much. But yeah, that's all that's all I'm gonna say. Well, like you said, we're gonna keep it PG, and uh, yeah, we'll move on from there. Yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy did a lot of analysis on uh, analysis. You mean? Yeah, analysis. <laughs> yeah, he caked her up. He did cake her <laughs> up. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm scrolling through. That's pretty much it. Did you guys see the Street Fighter figures? Yeah, yeah, those are pretty sweet. They're not showing up on here. They're up on GameStop yep. right now for pre-order. I pre-ordered the Young Bucks. I passed on uh, Kenny Omega. What about you guys? You guys adding those to the collection? Uh, all, yeah. All pass. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I did the uh, Bucks and Omega. Yeah, the Kenny just wasn't different enough for me, but I love the Bucks with the uh, the Street yeah. Fighter gear. That was from uh, was that from Double or Nothing when they rocked that? Or no, Double or Nothing was the, the Space uh, Jam, right? No, that was the uh, the Elvis gear. I think this was from one of like the first those like Fight for the Fallen or Fighter yeah, Fest. Fighter Fest or one of those, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, that wraps it up for a incredible weekend of figure reveals. Uh, Sheena, do we got some listener mail this week? We sure do. All right, before we get to it, let's hear from our good friend John at Coming Down the Aisle. Coming down the aisle. If you want to feel the war of the crown, we'll strap on those spandex undies and listen to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast hosted by me, J-Bone. Each week, I have a guest ranging from wrestlers, podcasters, and even some family members. The guests pick the match, and we talk about it, along with their fandom. Also, each week, I provide my analysis in the wide world of wrestling and some figure talk. So get on up and subscribe to the Coming Down the Aisle podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts today. Ooh, yeah, dig it. All right, Sam Rosenthal comes in with our first question. He says, why do you think WWE, AEW, Impact have not done a weekly women's show, whether it be on TV, network, or YouTube? Like just a women-specific show. I think that TV time is so valuable that um, you just never want to limit yourself like that. Because there, you know, sadly, there are people out there who would be like, I'm not watching the all-women show. Like you're going to turn people off from the jump. So I think that's the big reason why I think that's a good but what concept. about network for and YouTube. He says, you know, what if it's like an internet yeah, special? Well, you kind of cut me off. I was going to say, I think that would be an excellent idea for something on, uh, on the network or Peacock or even make it a YouTube exclusive. I think that would be cool. Kind of like they did with, uh, the mixed match challenge a few years ago. Um, yeah, my, my thing, I'll put a plug in for this again, man. I think if the, if the brand split is going to continue in some form, I think all the women should be on one show and all the tag teams should be on one show. Yeah, I we've a, been saying that for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I that think that would be a cool huge way. Difference. Yeah, it would, it would improve both of those divisions and it would just be a nice way to really differentiate the shows. You know yeah, I mean? and you could cut down on the amount of titles that you have to have so it would make those titles even more meaningful. So, yeah, I am here for that. John from Coming Down the Aisle podcast says, Hey, we just heard from him. I know. Uh, in honor of Women's History Month, what is your favorite women's match? Okay, with Sasha Bailey from Brooklyn in 2015. I think uh, mm. that's probably the best one. I mean, there's so, there's so many yeah. good ones, but I just feel like that's like that's one of those just like all time classics. Yeah. Um, anybody else got a, a women's match that's your favorite um, women's match of all time? I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Hell in a Cell. Uh, the first ever Hell in a Cell with um, with Charlotte and Sasha Banks because I was 
there in attendance watching it. So I'm going to go with that one. That that match is awesome. Nice. Trish and Mickey James WrestleMania 22. Not even, I don't even, not even a shadow of a doubt. That match had so much build to it. That, that's my women's match. There was a match with a better build. Shut your mouth. Just keep walking. SummerSlam. Just, SummerSlam. Just, two, SummerSlam 2014. Brie Bella versus Stephanie McMahon. Oh, yeah, of course. Stephanie yeah, right. Grace. <laughs> now, my actual pick is uh, Asuka and uh, Ember Moon from oh, Takeover so Brooklyn good. in 2017. Uh, yeah. This was yeah. the first time we saw Asuka resorting to like heel tactics to retain the belt. And uh, I just, that, that match is awesome, oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah that, that's my pick. I was going to go Asuka, um, Nikki Cross, last woman standing. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was a, a killer great match one too, too, dude. dude. Asuka 2017 was just in rare air, man. Yeah. She, yeah. Was, she was unstoppable. Uh, RIP to that. Um, Matt Carlos says, if you get WWE 2K22, who are the first three creator wrestlers you download? So I'll just pick uh, one from each of you guys. Who, who you, who's going to be the first person you do a creator wrestler? The loose cannon, Brian Pillman. Loose cannon, Brian Pillman. Oh. Marco, you got anybody? Um, probably Kenny Omega. Definitely. There'll definitely be one there. Yeah. Gotta have him. Jordan. John Moxley. Oh, there we go. Good choice. I thought about him. I thought about Mox and Owen Hart. Yeah. Brian Pillman. Awesome. Justin Frank from Inring Art says, Hi, guys. Sorry I haven't asked a question for a while, but I need help creating my next set of stickers. Can you help me pick four of my drawings to make stickers out of? Oh, man. He's got so many good ones. I, I loved his... Uh, his um, Mick Foley three pack. It was like holographic stickers. They were so good. He just did an AEW pack up. He's got some killer Brett, some killer Brett pieces. That I would I feel go like we Brett want. Hart from 1991, Brett Hart from 1992, Brett Hart from 1994, <laughs> and Brett Hart from 1997. That's my point. Oh, oh man! So you get the drawing, Justin, if you don't have uh, those those uh, iterations. Yeah, of- stock up on your your hot pink. <laughs> yeah, get get your pink pencils in order because Seth is Seth is calling for a, <laughs> a heart pack. I think a, I think a heart foundation sticker pack would be mage, dude. If if you do like actual heart foundation sticker pack, you do the iconic drawing of all of them along that brick wall, where like Brett's in the jorts and the yeah. leather jacket. Yeah, oh, I love I love that. Yeah, so give give us more hearts, Justin. Um, okay. Next question from Brian Vermeer: Keep cell burn. Oh, Hasbro no. Moonbelly Kamala, the entire LJN Black Cards MOC. And Bret Hart's WrestleMania 13 ring gear. Go. Keep sell burn. Keep sell burn. All right. So burning the Kamala. Well, he said the Moonbelly. Yep. Moonbelly Kamala. Shit. I dude. know. So it's between the, <laughs> it's between, so definitely keeping the Bret gear, right? Yeah. It's like same. no, no doubt about it. Is any, would anybody keep something besides the Bret gear from WrestleMania no. 13? No. Um, dude, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a ton. I have more emotional attachment to the LJN. So I feel my gut instinct is to tell me that I would sell those. I could go into a happy home and burn the Moonbelly Kamala. But, you know, I, I'm, I probably need to just hop on eBay. It'd be a financial decision for me at that yeah, point. Yeah, I I'm think so too. kind of indifferent on those two. But if you made me, if you made me choose, I would burn the Kamala and keep the MOC uh, black cards. What about, what about you guys? 
Yeah, I'm gonna keep Brett's gear. I'm going to again. Yeah, I would be like you. I would weigh the the financial incentive, like if, which one's worth more, uh, the Moonbelly Kamala or the LG and Black Cards, and then sell them, and then then buy myself something. Else. I like I like yeah. that gimmick. So keep those questions coming. Yeah, I like yeah. I like the <clears throat> burn gimmick. Hey, there, there's there's one Moonbelly Kamala on card on sale on eBay right now. It's twenty three thousand dollars. Yeah, I'll keep the moon belly Kamala. <laughs> yeah, burn, burn those LG in stock. Yeah, definitely. We wow. No, so we yeah, no, we would have to sell. So we're sell the Kamala. Yeah, sell, sell the, the Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. Oh man, uh, Johnny JB, best Batman movie ever. The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's that close. I've been J- Johnny a lot of says. Johnny says Batman his is. Or, oh, ever, sorry. But... Best movie Batman ever. Sorry, not oh, best, best Batman movie. movie Batman ever. Yeah. So he said Ke- Keaton is his. Well, I haven't best. seen the Batman yet. I love Michael Keaton. I still probably got to go Christian Bale just because yeah. of the believability on the action scenes. Like it's hard to take Mr. Mom seriously as like a <laughs> fucking crime fighter. But Michael Keaton is a tremendous actor. I'm a big fan of Michael Keaton, and I, I will say this. I think. Uh, I think Michael Keaton was the best Bruce Wayne. I think Christian Bale was the best Batman. I don't know. Christian Christian Bale's Batman voice in the beginning kind of nerved me a little bit. He sounded Where like... Yes, yeah, yeah. I, was gonna say that. I, mean, yeah, I feel like Keaton was just a more cool Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like I'm, super low key. Like he was just very charming. Whereas like, you know... He was detached. Under, Christian Bale had... Yeah. yeah, Christian Bale had like yeah, he had vigilante rage. Yeah, see the sure. the underrated Batman is Ben Affleck. Uh, if you if you if you if you've watched I've any of those movies, I've not. I've been out on the DC extended Under, universe. Underrated, definitely underrated. Definitely, he played an because he played like the older Bruce Wayne and Batman. So right. like, so he had like the gray hair and the you know kind of like you know five o'clock shadow thing going on. I mean, he he got jacked for the role too as well. So like. He's just, he's just Jack dude, same like chiseled jaws, Batman. Like when he had the like the cape and cowl on, looked just like him. And he had a voice changer, which I think put put some levels above a lot of the Batmans because he wasn't trying to put on a Batman voice. He had like a little like electronic thing that changed his voice, which was pretty cool, which they should have done. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've heard nothing but great things about the new Batman movie, yeah. but uh, I, it's just so hard for me in my mind to imagine Rob Pattinson. Oh, as, uh, I saw it Saturday night. The, the, I'll go with a hot take. Rent. That is my favorite Batman movie already. It's yeah, I, okay. I mean, everybody, everybody that I've seen post about it literally says it's the best Batman movie ever, but I just have a really hard time thinking that it's going to beat out the dark Knight because I love Dark Knight. It's really good, but yeah, it, this Batman's really good. But my favorite Batman's Michael Keaton as well. So, well, maybe maybe one day Seth and I will make it back to the movies. One day, when in eight, in eighteen years, we'll be able to get ourselves back to the movie theater. All, All right. right, is that the, it? That wraps up listener mail. All right, we want to remind you guys to support Ringside Collectibles and Chalkline. Sheena, remind them where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Join our Foley fam at ChickFoleyShow.com and all of our pod family over at Pod Foundation on Instagram. All right, it's time for the trivia question of the week. Oh, I'm getting a little bit no. nervous. Jordan, is that too straight? Going for number three, you know, I, I'm currently holding the record with four consecutive questions. So uh, Jordan will be knocking on the door of history. You can do this, Jordan. If he can get this one right. You can do this. I'm, I'm watching the timer on our recording. I'm giving you <laughs> 10 seconds from the time he finishes the question, dude. You better have your hands up. We're on Scouts Honor. No Googling. Heading with it, Sheen. At the 1991 Royal Rumble, Ted DiBiase's partner was... 
I got nothing. Come on, bro. Take a guess. Get don't just don't just blank you got out. Five seconds. Come on. IRS. <sighs> yeah. No, it was Virgil. They fought Dusty and hey. Dusty Rhodes. I told Sheena that was tricky. Yeah, he Sheena did say it was tricky. Yeah. The show. I said that was going to be a tricky one because my mind immediately went to IRS. And I think, wait, that didn't so the, money equals around until 1992. And there Vir- was, Virgil wasn't really wrestling back then. Like Virgil never wrestled until he went solo. In your defense, IRS was one of the multiple choice questions. So it was uh, Jake Roberts, Virgil, and IRS were the three multiple choice for for that question. So Jake Roberts. I don't think Jake Roberts and Ted DiBiase ever tagged. Yeah. So, yeah. Virgil. So ends at two. Marco, start studying up, man. You're in the hot seat next week. For the <laughs> <question>. <laughs> All right, Jordan. So obviously. Had an epic failure trying to uh, break my record, man. But we're still going to give you the final word Jeez. on this week's show. Give us something to uh, think about before uh, uh, before next time. Oh boy, we just got to watch, in my opinion, what was the greatest AEW show ever. Hopefully, WrestleMania can do the same in a month. Soak it in. <laughs>